Hello, welcome to ComposerCast episode 26. This week, month, this time, we talk about... We talk about the Apple Arcade, oh, we talk wait. about the Google Stadia. You said, is it called Stadia or Stadia? And I sure. made the point that there's a Red Hot Chili Peppered album that is called Stadia Arcadia. And it's not called Stadia Arcadia, is it? So Well, it's... I don't know. Maybe everyone's been saying it wrong. I mean, they do say aluminum, so fuck knows. They can exactly. Say they so uh, we talk about that and our disappointment slash, you know, anticipation. Yeah, see how it goes. How people could possibly, how the developers are going to make money, how you should make money as a composer. So if there's any composers listening to this, I give my very vague thoughts on on um, contracts. Yeah. <laughs> and we uh, we deconstructed a track. Yes, Zelda. Because yes. everyone loves Zelda. And Everyone. The... <laughs> and it's the... Um, it's the forest theme. Let's call it that for now. Yeah. Yeah. It's we, ambiguous. Yeah, it's ambiguously lots of named. Names. It's just called Forest. Forest. Because um, they didn't need to think of like it big happens titles in back the in the forest. Day. No. Yeah. Well, big titles take up more room on the. On the what? On well, anything. <laughs> it the wasn't any room. Anyway, we deconstructed that yeah. um, from the uh, Link to the Past Zelda SNES game. Cool. And we also talked a little bit about what we played this month we in do. games. As we do. Yeah. As as we as is our want. Our want. And that's spelt W-O-N-T. Not won't. Want. This part of time in games. This week, William, I have played... Uh, well, I've played VR, as I always do. We played VR together? We did! Hey, we played that archery game that I went on about a few weeks ago. Siege? Siege VR. Really good. Yeah. Like, proper impressed just by really simple things. Only like, a couple of levels, but you were waving your bloody arrow around. Yeah. And being Not a imp- euphemism. <laughs> and being impressed by the lighting. Yeah, and you were waving your arrow around. (laughs) Harder to say than it sounds. (laughs) And uh, you were impressed by the sound design. I was, because it went... Every time. It's really, it's like, as I said, just simple things, just like, and the fact that, you know, it, it one-to-one mimics your body movement and hand movements and stuff, so... That was nice, that you actually have an entire body. Yeah, looking next to you and you're like, you can dance, that's about it. (laughs) And you can fire arrows into each other. You can, yep, and a little... A little splatter of blood comes out. Um, but the game was really fun. I was really, yeah, I was really surprised at how... And it's cheap. Chips, yeah, mate. Cheap chips. Yeah. 3 99 I think so, Pounds. Yeah. Sterling. So, uh, yeah, well worth a buy. But that's not what I've been playing. Well, it is, because it's what my dad's been playing. My dad, every time my dad comes around, he plays that siege for about two hours. Well, that's nice. Fending his castle off from... Don't have to talk to him or anything. No, I just say, Dad, you're getting too close to the boundaries. <laughs> he doesn't he's good with that he understands in my room the entire thing is boundaries that was yeah. the only thing like every time I draw the arrow like that I was like oh boundary oh. so I just had to play with boundaries for the entire time <laughs> it's either that elbow's too far back and hitting the back wall or that arm is too far forwards and it's about to punch the computer screen you need to relocate William just my life everything yeah up and move yep. to Wales please I wouldn't, just the no, furthest want... you can be away from me yeah and well... then we can do this over Skype yeah uh, no, you just because you've got a living room that's nice and I know the living room would be perfect. It's really big and spacious. Oh, but I need a weekend free to move to move everything down there. No, you don't need a whole weekend. A I couple do hours. Yeah, but if I move it down there, 
Yeah. It's not going to come back for a while, is it? No. No. Never. But that's where I do my music making. Oh, right, and that's yeah. where I edit this lovely podcast. Buy two computers. Okay. <laughs> no. Well, you, was that silence you <laughs> genuinely contemplated yeah. buying a second computer? Yeah. Because I know you've wanted to update your uh, your graphics cards and all that. Why don't you just buy a new computer and then you can have one downstairs, one upstairs. Well, yeah. there was that one that was all the package together, wasn't it? Yeah. 1150 second hand. Yeah. And that was better spec than mine. Yeah. Yeah. Be good. Well, anyway, that that's money. for you to contemplate yep. on the podcast. Yep. I played... Uh, what did you play? I bought a new game. Uh, I've, I didn't play it for super long, but um, I bought it because it's made by Ubisoft or Ubisoft or Ubisoft. And um, I think that as a avid VR man, mm. I think we need to support the AAA people that, whenever they release when a game. When you said that to me the other day, yesterday yeah. in fact maybe. Yeah, yeah it was, on I the thought, VR. Yeah, I thought that was a very strange thing to say. And it took me a second to process it because I was like... But shouldn't you be supporting the little guys? And it's like, well, no, no, because, well, yes. Well, yeah, it's support, let's support everyone. Yeah. Yeah. But if these are the people who are really going to, like, Ubisoft will be the ones who invest in the technology. Yeah, see, that's You want to support them. You want to show to all the big guys, all the big guns, all the big knobs, that there is, there is a market for you to make games, that we will buy them. I will we buy will. those games. All of us. All yeah. of us collectively as VR enthusiasts. We will purchase your Space Junkies game. Was that the game? Yep. Okay. So, uh, well, one of the only reasons I bought it is because it was on sale. It was uh, it was £14 instead of 30 So that's quite a discount. Yep. And it was on my wish list. And mm-hmm. I was like, look, right, I'm going to have to do this at some point. I'm going to have to buy your Ubisoft game. And today is the day. So I did it. And it's like, um, how, how did I see it described? Quake, but in space. Although Quake happens in space. It does a bit, yeah. Quake in zero gravity is more oh, of okay. an accurate thing to say. So it's yeah. like Lone Echo, mm-hmm. but with guns. That sounds fun. Yeah, I it did is. see a bit where you shoot the gun, and that pushes you back with the... Whoa! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of velocity. Yeah, so you've got to think about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't have to think about it that much, because you've got boosters on your back. So if it does push you back a bit, you just fly forwards a bit oh, more. Okay. Um, but it's one of those things where it's just loads of, not mini games, but it's just game after game after game, and it's online only. Um, which I will say is mildly disappointing. I like I like a game to have a campaign mode as well, because or a single player mode at least. Where even if even I if it's a single AI, player a single player tutorial, like yeah. introduce oh, you to was, some things. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that's but it wasn't I want a bit more enough. than that. Yeah, yeah. So like you know, if you log on and there's no one else online, you can't play it. Yeah, and that's a bit like, but because it's new, there is always people online. Yeah, until they shut down the servers. Oh, God, why are they doing it? No, they're not doing it. But, uh, yeah, see, that's the thing as well. Although I find, do you find that if, you, if you're like, ha, huh, this game's got an online mode, but it's from the PlayStation 2 era. I wonder if there's anyone online. There is. There just happens to be one person online who still plays this game all the time. Well, that's what, that's what I done played. And it was fun. Uh, I haven't played it proper loads, but... We played... Um... Pavlov? Yeah. Yeah, that's still good. That's still a good game. With all the updates? Yeah. Well, the update just te- was just oh, the landing was a, bit, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but it gives you a, a shooting range. Yeah, it's and really then good. you can press the buttons on the side to adjust the distance of that. Yeah. That so cool. so uh, Pavlov is a, a counter strike type game, but VR. I think there's another one. Uh, you know all the videos online of people like playing VR and, and it's always like you know they have the strap lines above and below the video it's like this this game makes me want to play VR 
There's one that's called Zero Caliber, I think. Have right. you seen that one? It's like Pavlov, except uh, more warry. More like Call of Duty. More okay. like, you're going out there, we've got these special ops, you're going to do some crazy things with guns. Whereas, was that you? Yeah, the lid wasn't actually on properly <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> William's drinking a cold coffee and Ooh. had to read the instructions on the side of how to drink it. Didn't have to. It was a habit from oh. other... Coffee. I'm new to this, to the whole coffee scene. <laughs> to consuming goods. To consuming I'm, coffee. I'm new to uh, to eating and drinking. So uh, every time I choke, just <laughs> just the coffee bit. Oh, I'm okay. new to that, uh, so I don't drink coffee. But I've started drinking iced coffee, iced lattes. Yeah. And all the other ones I bought, I said, well, shake well before, and then I bought one of them nitro ones or something. Oh, I the said, monster ones. No, oh. not monster. Um, Nestle. I can't remember. Nestle. I said Nestle, but that was that was my brain trying to think of something. I can't remember. Um, Cafe Nero, maybe. Was, but did it say on it, do not shake this. Yes. You will ruin it. Yes, it said tip gently. A tip because gently? Because when you open it, it's got like a nitro ball thing inside. Jesus. And it goes, psh. Wow. It's like Fast and Furious. It's like a Vin Diesel drink. Exactly. Oh, yeah. wow. Well, I know that the Monster Espresso things say don't shake I'm on them as well. I'm not going to touch those. Why not? Well, I was drinking energy drinks, and right. so then I went into... I was like, no, oh, I don't want energy drinks. I want to go... I want caffeine from a, a, a different, different source. Plant. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, fair enough. I can't really have a go. I drink coffee every day. Why are we talking about this? Oh, it's because you're inept at yep. lid putting on. What have you been playing? I played Skyrim in VR, of course. That's Indiana Jones. Yep, not Skyrim. I can't think of the all it has. Didn't main you shouting, say it's the it? same as uh, um, Jurassic Park? No, I think I just got confused and started singing the Jurassic Park theme. Oh. Although Rachel did watch Jurassic Park for the first time last week. Oh, what did she think? She enjoyed it. Yeah, it's, it's all right. I was watching at the same time, and I'm convinced it's a horror movie now. As opposed to as opposed to just an a, adventure. Yeah, the action adventure thing. Yeah. Really scary. I've realised I'm really scared of dinosaurs. It's horrible. <laughs> well, I've got some good news for you, William. Yeah. Uh, well, dinosaurs, they're all dead. Well, actually, technically they're not because uh, alligators and birds. birds. Yeah, yeah, they're all yeah. women. But it's more, it's the big, the big, like, T-Rex thing. Yeah. I'm coming to the window and you just see it's art. And he eats Vince Vaughn on the toilet, doesn't he? Yeah, I don't want to be eaten by a T-Rex on the toilet. Anyway, I've been playing Skyrim, and yeah. that's got dragons in, which are just as scary as the dinosaurs, yeah. so I'm quite scared by them as well. Good. But I've installed lots of mods on Skyrim VR to make it playable. Cool. So when you... So as we're talking about music and sound designy bits and stuff, as we should be... Yeah, as I never do. <laughs> but <laughs> when you install it, it doesn't have 3D audio. Ugh. Which but is when, insane. When you say 3D audio, because we spoke about this with the Oculus and that. So Oculus yep. has got that thing where it, it knows where your head is in space. Sure. Do you mean that or do you just literally mean left and right and that? No, I mean it's just got stereo left and right. So imagine you put a set of headphones on a game normally mm -hmm. and you just got the left and right and you can't really tell if anything's behind you or in front of you. It's just... Stereo. Yeah. Nothing's even calibrated to say, oh, yeah, this is... Oh, it doesn't sound like it's saying, yeah, this is behind you. Yeah. So you have to install a mod for that, and then that makes everything sound, oh, it's all coming from all around you, the waterfall's over there then, and so that sorts out all the sound. Yeah, yeah. So that's really nice. It's amazing that um, there's people... Uh, I commend you people that spend their free time doing stuff like that so we can enjoy things that should have been done on games. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like... 
there's a community of people out there that enjoy a game so much they're like this this should be better and it I'm going to make it better. definitely should be better. Though. That's I the know. thing. But, but, then, but then do you not think that it makes companies like Bethesda and Ubisoft like slack? Because they're like, oh, look, we'll release this and then someone in the community will fix it later. May- yeah, maybe. But I, what I want them to do is go, oh, we'll release this because that is what we got. And then someone goes and fixes it and they go, oh, my God, that, that person's amazing. We've got to get them on the team. Yeah, yeah, they, but, should, they should compensate at least yeah. the people that do Just hire them stuff. to do it for next time. Yeah. Like, I remember when you didn't put in that 3D audio. This well, guy can do it. Raz45 did. Exactly. And he was fucking amazing. Good old Raz. Oh, <laughs> mate. I love Raz. So, yeah. <laughs> I've installed that mod. Right. And then I've installed a bunch of, um, again, talking about sound. Um, actually, I did want to mention this about the music. But on the sound front first, yeah. there's a more immersive sound. So, you install a package and it's on lots and lots of different of the, um, not levels are they in Skyrim, d- different areas. Okay. So, when you go into Whiterun, you've got the ambient sound there. And so they've got a lot more chatter and people walking around and talking. And you've got like music coming out of the tavern and stuff. Um, and then when you're walking around normally, they've got nature sounds. So is this all part of a mod? This is, this is all a mod. This is all a mod. Original Skyrim. All a mod. So you've got like bees. You can hear bees buzzing around you occasionally. Oh, wow. And animals off in the distance and wolves howling somewhere. Um, so it makes it way more immersive. And that's yeah, just putting in some extra sound effects. Yeah. There's one. I love the way you said just. It's just, ju- it's just, just a few. Just, yeah. You know, you just scatter them about. Just throw them in the game and they'll sort themselves out. Yeah. Well, there, But there is one that um, loops too much and is annoying. It has like two variations and that's it. Yeah. And it doesn't do anything else. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember. It might, is it it might be an owl or something. Song? Oh, okay. <laughs> it's something. It's a bird of some sort. Oh, okay. I can't remember what one. A but loon. A loon. Yeah, that's the, the bird that goes... <laughs> Actually, I think that's a peacock. <laughs> that is a peacock, yeah. I love making that noise. <laughs> It's amazing. How often do you make that? Oh, it's my safe word, William. So <laughs> every weekend. Oh God. So that is the that's the sound um, in terms of the ambience and stuff. Yeah. So that helps a lot. Well, it's amazing how much ambient sound effects make to an immersion of a game. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like the music obviously makes a big difference, but the well, immersion is the foley. Isn't I wanted it? to mention the music. Go on. Do you know what I did? What did you do? I turned it off. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, because it was not. Adaptive enough, or go on, give you no reasons. because maybe because it was too adaptive. It was too um, there's no sort of suspense. That was the thing. So okay. if I'm walking around the the uh, wilderness, yeah, and I've got my bow and arrow ready, and I'm having a nice time, or maybe I've got a sword in one hand and I've got fire in the other one. Yeah, just having a nice time, going to find some rabbits to kill. You monster. Um, yeah, there's no uh, what was I going to say? If the music will tell you that there's an enemy nearby oh uh, okay yeah so it gives you too many signifiers yeah it's too like you're like wondering it'll be all and quiet like, dun, 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 dun. yeah and, go, dun, 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 dun. and you're like oh shit and you go, oh there's happening. something nearby oh where oh where is it and you look around but if you don't have that cue it's way more scary you might hear a wolf over there yeah like, oh, shit, there's a wolf somewhere oh shit there's a whole pack of them fuck and then you can see them coming for you and it's like you're actually walking in the wilderness and it has a lot more yeah just fear around it I think yeah that's funny because so but the music should music should kind of sit under everything and kind of improve your whole experience yeah I mean it's the it's do you want music to be always non-diegetic or always diegetic or a mix of the two because in a game like Skyrim maybe you're saying that you always want it to be diegetic sound that's happening 
Like, you know, you go near a bar, you hear the so bar sounds. So that's exactly, yeah, that's, so that's exactly what is happening now, is there's nothing unless you're in a town or something, there's a tavern, you go in the tavern, there's a guy playing an instrument. Yeah. And that, I think, this was mentioned on the um, on one of the mods in the comments as well, that brings a massive sense of relief. You go, oh, I'm back in civilization. Yeah. There's actual humans making noise, and this is nice, okay. Yeah, yeah, and it's that's comforting. really cool. I like that. I but like that. Normally, I would never turn off the music in a game because normally. That's what you're listening for. That's yeah. why you're playing the game. Really. Exactly. Because you like music, don't you? Yeah. And, uh... But also, it's no fault of the composer in this bit. I think it's just because it was adapted to VR. Yeah. You want, you're well more aware of just everything around you. Yeah, exactly. You're in the space as opposed to watching the space. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I know, I might turn it back on, but yeah. I think I'll leave it off. Yeah. But also, the game came out uh, 11, 11, 11, didn't it? Yeah, so, so what, that's seven years old? Ages. Whoa, eight years old. Oh, yeah. Seven and a half, eight? Yeah, seven and a bit. One of them. Um, that was ages ago. Yeah. So maybe it's just I'm fed up in the music. <laughs> yeah, well, It's been that long. Yeah, I've bought the game like five times. Stupid. I've never bought it once. Uh, you'll have to come around to play it. Yeah, and, and then uh, buy it myself. And the other mods I want to talk very quickly about. No, no, no. The other as mods. As long as you want, William. Oh, okay. The other mods. That's too long. Carry on. <laughs> Um, I now have a full, <laughs> full body. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've put on a lot of carry on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I need to stop saying carry on. Carry on. Thanks. Um, yeah, I now have a full body in yeah. uh, in the game. So before you just had the I think just the Oculus controllers or just the Vive controllers, which yeah. looked a bit crap. And then Cause they... it's because they're the Vive controllers, they are crap. Oh, yeah. And then they updated it so you had hands. And that was really cool because then you could see if you put on a ring in the game, a ring would appear on your hand. Huh, and so cool. you could shoot out all the fire and stuff. And then someone's made a mod so you can have a body. And I'm guessing the body does the same thing where if you wear a bit of armour, it yep. changes it to that. So you can bit look of armor. down and see the exact armour and everything oh, you've got. That's on. a lot of work for them to do, isn't it? They're going to have to model all of the different armour and all well, no, of the different stuff. Well, sort of, but it's already there. So I think what they did is they created a. Like a model mesh yeah. that was the same as what the it is character. in the game currently. Yeah. Um, so they just took that and then they just made it be able to move in VR so your arms move around. Yeah. Um, and if you go low, then you start ducking down, your legs bend. Yeah. I mean, it always looks a bit funny in VR anyway. It you always can't quite does, get it. Because they don't your track going, your legs, do they? Flailing around. I like it. I like that weirdness. Yeah. So I installed that and then um, apart from that, it's just yeah, a bunch of other little things to make it look prettier, basically. Yeah, like um, the thing you said about the sky that you yeah, always bang on about. It's, it's, Do I? You're always like, the sky's <laughs> always, green, oh. Lloyd. Why is the, scry- is the sky so green? Yeah. But you've changed it now, so it's black. Yes. And blue. Yeah. Like a bruise. Yeah. So that's what I've been playing this week. Cool. Gaming news, gaming news, news flash, there's gaming news. Today, William, there has been news of companies trying to get money for gaming. How could they? Exactly. It's a mystery to all of us. So, Apple are doing it, aren't they? Yeah, Apple have got Apple Arcade. It's not an arcade, it's your iPhone like normal. Yeah. They want to make a subscription service. Because what well, I it think it sells. Because it sells, but also because their hardware is getting so expensive, and there's so little difference between each version on phones now, and yeah. and the laptops and everything. Yeah. That why would you upgrade, especially when a new like the new iPhones are like eleven hundred or twelve hundred pounds. And they bring them out every year. Yeah. And they act as if they're the most innovative things in the world. That's the thing that annoys me about Apple. That is the... <laughs> all right, all right, I won't do it, I won't do it. No, go on. The thing that annoys or me about Apple... Or do you want to Apple... save it? 
for when? Ooh. The court case. <laughs> <laughs> do, uh, when no, Apple listen to this, uh, we're suing you. For what? Slander? Yeah. Bring it on, you yeah. Apple actually probably shouldn't shouldn't mm. try and... They've got quite a lot of money behind them, don't they? Yeah. And they'll have more money with Apple Arcade. Yeah. Well, they won't. I hope it fails. I Although don't I don't. Because I don't of the developers. What, because of the developers? Well, because it gives people another option for gaming. We should probably explain what it actually is. No. No? No, yeah, go on then. Apple Arcade is a subscription service um, where they will have when it releases, exclusive games, so you won't be able to play them on any other sort of platform, mm -hmm. but you'll be able to play them on your iPhone and on your iPad and on your Mac mm -hmm. um, and Apple TV, as if anyone has an Apple TV. Anymore, yeah. yeah. But you'll be able to play them across all these platforms, apparently. So okay. I don't know if they're going to be selling a controller of some sort. There must be some way to control it through You'd ho well, the TV. Well, the way. Apple TV one would have to have something unless yeah. they expect you to use that tiny Apple remote that you get with it. Yeah. But the idea is that if you're playing on your phone and you're playing the game, like, oh, this is really fun. I'm having fun. Do, 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 do. Oh, no, I'm busy. You put the phone down, you go home, and you open up your MacBook, and you're meant to be doing some work, and you're just like, oh, I'll just carry on with this game. Ooh. And then and then you carry on, and you're back. You're back in it. So you're saying everyone who works with an Apple is a slacker. That's what you're saying. That's not what I said, no. I think everyone is a slacker. Oh, yeah, actually, that is a good point. Anyone who opens up their laptop, the first thing they do isn't work, is it? No, it's Google pornography. Yeah. Um, didn't... <laughs> uh, uh, okay, should we talk about... I reckon we should talk about that and Google Stadia. At the same time, At the same yeah. time, because they're essentially the same thing, aren't they? Sort of. They're both... Well, we don't know how Google Stadia is going to be um, priced or anything at the moment. Oh, what? So you've got prices for the Apple thing? Um, well, so, so Apple's going to be subscription-based. So, so is the Stadia not going to be subscription-based? They're not sure. Well, they what they seem like they want to give lots of different things. So the Apple thing, you'll pay your subscription, you'll get access to all these um, games, and there'll be, it says, 100 games when it comes out, all exclusive uh, to that platform. And they won't have any ads. They won't have any in-game purchases. Nothing like that. So that's really nice. I like that idea. Okay. So I, I just feel like I've been hurt before with all these sort of promises. <laughs> no, seriously, you know. And then they sneak it in and be like, actually, I know you're paying this much, but if you, play, if you pay the plus price... Exactly. But, but not just do... that, the promise of all of these exclusive titles and all of these on the release. Do you know what I mean? Oh, we're going to oh. have 100 titles on launch. And then you look and 50 of them are just Candy Crush clones. Maybe, yeah. But Candy Crush kind of relies on the like Free freemium model. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Sorry, freemium, yeah. Yeah. Whereas they're saying they specifically don't want that. That's what they're trying to go against. You say that, but if a Candy Crush game wasn't a freemium model, I'd, it's a fun game. Do you know what I mean? I never played it. It's just a puzzle game. I'm it, that's scared I'll get addicted. You will. Yeah. It's a good game. <laughs> but, um, but, but, okay, so the... the so the Apple thing will be a monthly subscription, and yeah. then Stadia could be you buy what a one-off controller thing, and then well, you have access to the. I see Stadia as being a separate thing, like maybe not even the same league as Apple, because the Apple stuff is all going to be it's kind of mobile games, really, isn't it? Yeah. The Google Stadia, the idea is that it's AAA games. Yeah. Or it doesn't. It can be indie, whatever, but that you can play any game on any device. Yeah. All you have to do is you, if you've got a good enough internet connection, stream it to your device. Yeah, yeah, because they're they're using uh, like GPUs that are the cloud-based GPUs, aren't they? So yes. all of the technology that is what you would need in a PC, 
they're doing all of that from a, streaming it from a remote server. Yeah, so which you'll is a get, really cool idea. It is, and I think it will work if you've got internet that's fast enough. Because we went to Comic Con and I tried out. It wasn't Google's one, but it was some other people doing this sort of thing. Yeah, and they had a bunch of shitty laptops, and they had it on a phone. Yeah. And it was streaming off of some device somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. Running perfectly. I think yeah. it was Fortnite, so it wasn't that demanding. No. But and still. It was shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a cultural phenomenon. It's, it it's, is. It's a thing. But it's just dances. It's all I can. It's just a dance. Well, you know, if you ever make a game, pop some dances in there. I know, yeah. Get yeah. the yo yos back. We'll get those back in. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got Johan on speed dial if you want to. No, I yeah. Don't. <laughs> uh, um, with this, so they will be. You'll be able to stream up to 4K, 60 frames per second. Okay. If you've got a good enough internet. Okay. Which is awesome. Yeah, but when... It, uh, yeah, yeah. It's still... A, yeah. So there is still a limitation, though, and it's the internet speed. It's the internet speed, yeah. So you'll buy a controller, and, yeah, you'll stream... So you don't have to download any games. Yeah. Which is cool. You mm-hmm. literally... You play them straight off. Like, they're all... They're installed in the cloud already. Yeah. You'll just stream them straight away. So that... The amount... Like, you get a game... And you go home, you're like, oh, I've got to play this. It's exciting. And this is for people who have consoles. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, like, yeah I bought the PS4 and I forgot. You kind of have to install you still have the to game. install the games, yeah. But then, but then I still think they're giving you more avenues to whinge about something if it doesn't work. Do you know what I mean? No, imagine no. if you, you don't imagine... have any hardware, then there's nothing really to go wrong unless it's on the Google servers. And then what are you meant to do? Well, this is a problem. So are you just renting the games for a little while? Are you paying a subscription service to have access to all these games, but if you stop paying, you don't have any access anymore? Are you buying the game, but if you buy it, really you're just buying a license? Yeah. And the license might be, you know, infinite, but what happens when Google goes away? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, Google are definitely never going no, anywhere. No, but that's but the thing the that I worry about. The service might just end. Exactly, and Google cut out services all the time. I just had a thought, right? So all these games that are iconic, massive, legendary titles, video game-wise, you yeah. know, you look at them, they're, they're usually N64 games, SNES games, PlayStation 1 games, right? Are you... Yeah? Maybe. I don't, it depends where you're going. I'm going with... In my mind, I'm already disagreeing. I'm just not quite sure why yet. Well, yeah, because I don't think I've made a point. <laughs> my point was... That the reason those games are iconic and the reason that people still play them is because they have physical copies of those games that are unchanged and will always be unchanged. Yes. So that's another thing which I think we mentioned in the previous podcast about there being um, like a museum for games. Yeah. And that if you've got these physical things, these are actually they can go in the museum and yeah, you know they, they still exist and you can copy them at a later date if you've still got the right hardware and everything. Yeah. Yeah, they still exist. Whereas. I just feel like if you're doing something that's a streaming thing, it's giving you the mindset of, oh, this game isn't permanent. This game is, I'm going to play this game and then be bored of it and I'm not I'm not going to go back to it again and again and again because, oh, look, I've got access to this one now and, uh, you know, yeah. like... which is like my Steam library. Yeah. I've got 200 well, and something games. I've got about four installed. Yeah. I play one of them. Yeah. Skyrim. Mm. Oh, no, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't counting the VR stuff. <laughs> yeah. Metal Gear Solid. Uh, five. Okay. That's what I play on the PC. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. Everything else is VR. Yeah. But, and there's this huge list of games and, but do you ever get it? And this is the same thing that I get with Netflix is that because there's too much choice. Yeah. I go, oh, I'll just, I make that noise. I'll just sit and browse Imager. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I'll sit and browse Netflix for half an hour and not get nothing. Yeah. Haven't watched a thing. Not get nothing. Not get nothing, mate. Nah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, haven't seen anything. And I know it's meant to suggest things that you want to watch and all that, but 
That depends on my mood. Yeah. So maybe, maybe if they hook that up to some sort of mood monitor, like, or hook it up to my Fitbit and collect even more data from me, yeah. they'll be like, ah, you're in the mood for something a little raunchy, aren't you? Ooh. Yes, always. Thank yeah. you, Netflix. Basically. <laughs> the Google Stadia thing. Right. Uh, I've got some facts about the, um, about the GPU. Go on. So, right, you've got the, um, the PS4 Pro. Right. The GPU in that delivers 4.2 teraflops, apparently. <coughs> Flops? Sorry. Yep. That's um, a... Uh, what? It means it can complete 4.2 trillion operations per second. Wow. Well, and that's a teraflop. Yes. So 4.2 teraflops is the, so it's the GPU power in the PS4 Pro. So it's the processing speed. Yeah. This is assuming I know how GPUs work. I've just got some words. Yeah, yeah. And numbers. And, <laughs> and numbers, numbers, yeah. The Xbox One X, right. six teraflops. So it's less? Sorry, no, what was more. the PS4 one? Uh, 4.2. 4.2, okay. Yep. And the Google Cloud thing, so they'll be using AMD. Okay. Which is interesting. And so that will deliver 10.7 teraflops. So 10.7 trillion operations per second. And that's more than twice the amount that the PlayStation can do. Yeah. And yeah. What sixteen that... sixteen gig of RAM? Okay, I've got more than that. Do you? Yeah, I got thirty two. Mm, I've got thirty two. Get me processor. I'm not sure if it's um, quad core or octo core. I twenty seven. The only information I've got about the processor. Right. Two point seven gigahertz. Is that not much? <laughs> no. Is it not? Don't think so. Uh. But it depends. Like if it. Yeah, I don't know. See, it's that's not... the thing with computers. Is uh, I'm I'm new to it. I'm a year in. Yeah. I haven't had to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> just well, they're nice now because if you do have to do something, it'll be pull that out, push that in, yeah, it's done. and then let the internet do the rest of it. Exactly. Uh, but what I was going to say is, it feels like you know you're fighting for the highest number. It's like I want this number to be the highest number. I want this number to be the highest number. Which right? is why you go on the internet and you check the actual benchmarks to see how they run on actual things. Yeah, but. When one of those numbers is lower, can one of the other numbers pick it up? So the 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 GPU has this silly number, yes. right? Does that mean that that can pick up the slack of the processor if the processor's a lower number? Do you know what I mean? No, I do know what you mean. I'm not confident enough to say yes or no. I think yes, because I think it does things that the CPU could do. Okay, because there's a thing called threading now as well that I've only just learned about. You don't know about that. Me neither. It's a word. Yeah. It's one of these computer words. Yeah, that sounds impressive, doesn't it? Threading. Mm. I think it's even called super threading. Oh, well, it might no, be. of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ultra threading is next. Uh, I was going to say with the GPU, is the reason they can get it so good and bloody big and that is because they've got an infinite amount of physical space they can use. So that it, it's streaming to you from a cloud, but yeah. if you went there physically, it could yeah. be a cabinet. Oh, yeah, so the the... It'll be in their data centers, which I think they Google have got data centers in about 200 countries. Wow. So it'll be, you'll boot up your game and it'll be running in one of those data centers. Yeah, yeah. And if that fails, it'll fall back to another one. You'll never notice. Yeah. So the idea is kind of cool, but like you said, well, are you going to, yeah, you don't really own the game. It's not a physical thing there. Mm. And you might not have that same attachment to it of like, oh, I've just got this new game. I need to play it. I need to start. Middle. End. Cool. I've done it. That was an achievement. You'll pick it up and go, oh, cool. I played it for a bit. Especially because, yeah, with a with a Steam game, you're into you've got to do that thing where you're like, I've paid for this. Now I've got to have to enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, Whereas that, if if you're renting 
all of the games. I know we literally just said this point, but yeah, it's that. It's because you've rented all of the games and you're you're doing it. But how are they going to pay for it? Surely it's going to be a monthly subscription thing. It has to be. There's no other model for it to be. Well, there is. So you can either do... Well, you can have a number of things. So I think they said they wanted it to open up to different business models. So it um, it will be easier if you're the developer and you've made a game and you've done it for that Google Stadia thing. It will be easier for you to send a link to someone and go, here, play this. Yeah. And the person yeah. then could either, because they are subscribed, they could either then go, cool, I can play it straight away. Or they can go, oh, okay, I have to pay this much money. So you might still be just buying a game like normal. Okay. So you buy, you pay 10 quid, 20 quid, whatever. Yeah. And then you just play it straight away instead of with Steam having to install it. Oh, I've run out of hard drive space. Oh, whoops. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. I was going to say it's uh, that link, sending them a link thing is like having stuff on Spotify. Yeah. It's like you might as well just have it on Spotify because you know that if someone, you're like, oh, can you listen to this? They're like, how do I listen to it? Whereas before you would be like, right, it's on my MySpace or it's on my Bandcamp or whatever. You just go on Spotify and they go, oh, okay, cool. But even if people don't have Spotify, the nice thing is that you get a 30 second preview of the track anyway. Oh, really? Okay, cool. If you'd like, well, you get to listen to stuff anyway. With ads, don't you? You know about this, don't you? Yeah. Well, I was just... going. I was going to talk oh, about that in a minute. I wanted. You're going to save it. I am going to save yeah, it. Yeah, fair enough. But the other bit I want to talk about on the so the Apple thing, um, Apple Arcade and Google Stadia. I want to talk about how people are going to make money on it. Okay. Um. So I did a bit of research, and yeah, I want to see how developers are going to make money. So with um, PlayStation Plus. Uh, you know, people pay for that and you get the yeah, free yeah, games Yeah, you get a whatever. free game every month. Um, or a few free games or every a few. month sometimes. Apparently with that, the developers or the publishers, whoever is in charge of all the money, yep. they get paid an upfront fee. Okay. PlayStation, Sony, just go up to them and go, we want to put your thing on here. Here's, Here's some money. And they go, okay. Thanks. So it doesn't matter to them how many they sell or how yeah. many people download it. Yeah, yeah. So that was a question that I had because if you are streaming stuff, it's very difficult to tell... Like, how would you do it? Uh, the person's played for 30 seconds, but they downloaded it, so that's a download. Or they played it for 100 hours. Like, where's yeah. the money thing wouldn't make any sense there. Uh, yeah. So the way Netflix does it is they pay studios a license fee to have their show on the platform for a certain amount of time. Okay. So pay the um, studio whatever and say, right, this gives us exclusive access for this long and non-exclusive access for that long. After that time, we need to renew the license, otherwise it comes off the platform. So it's so still, you get an upfront fee. You get some stats in the background, maybe, but there's nothing really based on their sort of making a gamble a little bit of going, we think this is going to do really well. Here's some money, or here's money for six months. We'll come on the platform for six months, see how you do, and then if you do really well, we'll give you more money. Yeah. So I think that's probably... So it's like an upfront free or royalties is the two different things. But Yeah, but royalties, I can't see how that would work because how are you going to know? Is it going to be per minute people play the game? It's up to them. They can set the parameters, can't they? they it's can. literally up to I'm them. I'm just trying to think of how it would work. What would they do? I think I think the upfront fee would be the thing, wouldn't it? And then, you know, his his well, Apple, and then exclusivity I was thinking more Google, but Apple could do it where it is an upfront fee, but they pay out on how many downloads as well. So you get a lesser fee upfront. And then because people are literally, they'll still have to sort of download say the yes. game and say, oh, yeah, yeah. this game was on my Apple account. Yeah. Like, you can easily track how many people have the game then. Google will have analytics for everything that's happening. I know. It's not they like they will. won't be able to access how many seconds or whatever. No. But, but also, are Google, do you think Google are going to be doing uh, publishing stuff? 
like oh what making their own exclusives games. and stuff or you know well I think they'll definitely have exclusives rare um, rare rare it's yeah. not really yes or anything <laughs> just rare do you think they'll set up their well, I think they'll set up a studio themselves and have the Google. Have Google ever made games before? Other than that thing that is a dinosaur that runs over fences when you can't connect to the internet. I love that game. Game. Yeah, it is a game. It's not a game. It is. It's just. I'd be proud if I made that. Would you? Yeah. You almost it's... did. <laughs> Especially consider how many people must have played that game. Consider how many people don't even know it's a thing. Yeah, actually, I showed boss in my office um, two weeks ago. I think. Yeah. She had no idea. Of course. And the internet was down and we had nothing to do all day. I was like, well, you know, if you just press the space bar, she's like, oh my God. And she was on it for ages. Internet came back up. She's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, turn the internet off again. <laughs> and I was going to talk about the composer. Like, if you're composing music for a game and it's on any of these platforms, how then will you get paid? Because surely it's while you're making the game, that's when fees are decided for... Make, do you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, but while you're making the game, so say you're making the game for one of these platforms, um, and then the game's you know nearing completion, ish, as a few months away, they get the composer on board, and then you go, cool, we need to pay you some money. Yeah, like I think the idea of having with smaller games, you might have gone have a like a revenue share, but I don't think that that doesn't work anymore because the game can't if everything's a flat fee up front then you can't have a share of the revenue because there is no revenue to have a share of. It's like, well, this is how much money we've got, so we'll pay you this much. Yeah. It's not like, oh, if the game explodes, I'm going to get loads of money. Right, yeah. So that's contracts, isn't it? That's to do with what you'd sign when you made the game, you know. Yeah, but I mean, there's there's no room now for a composer to have, or with this, there would be no room for a composer to get a revenue share because the revenue is not going to go up or down on whatever. Because it... it You'd normally do it on small um, small developers and studios and stuff. Um, if they have no money to pay you up front and you really like them and you've got a bit of time, you go, well, okay, well, I can do this. Um, give me 5% revenue share, yeah. know, 5% of the profits. That wouldn't work anymore because there aren't any profits to grab, really. Well, because it's a w- one-off fee. Yeah. So you'd have to negotiate within that fee, wouldn't you? Yeah, you basically you just agree. Well, so I'm taking the course at the moment to try and get, well, not even try to get work. It's more to, once you've found people who are possibly willing to pay you some money, how do you actually negotiate with them properly? How, what kind of deals are the best kind of deals? So it seems for composers, the best idea is to get a flat fee. Or no, well, to quote a flat fee. That's okay. the first bit, because... If you quote going, oh, well, it's this much per minute and that much, then that's like, that could be exponential. That could go, if development of the game is starting off a tiny game and then suddenly expands and loads of people come on board, it's like, well, you said it was £150 per minute of finished music. Well, actually, we need like 200 minutes of music now. Oh, shit. But then, but Whereas if you go, I, I would like this flat fee, this is how much I'm going to charge for the project and then you give them the parameters... If it then goes above that, then you renegotiate and go, okay, well, for this extra work, this is the flat fee. Because then they know exactly how much it's going to cost. There's no surprises. Okay, but it feels like you're doing yourself out of money that way, though. Because they could, they, you could go, here's a flat fee yep. for this. Yep. And then they go, we need you to record this extra stuff now. But you said it's a flat fee, so we're not going to pay you any more. Well. No, you do a flat fee within the parameters that you're given. You go, this is the flat fee for the project with what you need me to do right now. Right okay. now you need me to do 45 minutes worth of finished music and all mixed in stems, done. So the idea is not to scare off your potential 
Yeah, but still get paid the amount you're going to get paid that you should. Okay. And the one last important thing I wanted to mention on that is that you should always keep the the rights to the music so that you can then go on and sell that music. So they have the music exclusively. Yep. Anyway, um, to use in the game, they can kind of do whatever they want with it and everything. But you still retain the rights to put it on Spotify and to sell it on Bandcamp. So for composers to have the... If the game get does get really big, then that is your sort of revenue split then. Mm. Because if the game gets big, well, the soundtrack's going to be bought and downloaded a lot more. Yeah. So then you get that money. Yeah, yeah. Rather than the developers and everything, because you're the person who put all that together. So I think that's an important point to make that you want to try and keep those rights for you. Okay. And don't, if you are going to sign them away and say, right, you have all of it, you're doing everything, developer, the studio, you have all the rights, then um, you should ask for a lot of money. <laughs> all right. Bloody you're all money adult. bags now, aren't you? <laughs> Oh. I'm not, because I bought a new monitor. Hey, was it nice? Yeah, not got... was it nice. Is it nice? Is it nice? Well, well, well. I bought one with a crack in it. Yeah, got home, plugged it in. Little purple squiggle Ugh. on the screen. And I went, oh, what's that? Tried to Ooh. rub it off, and my finger kept getting caught. And I was like, oh, is it, it actually? It was oh. a crack. Jesus. Yeah. So I took it back to the shop and was like, oh, it's got a crack in it. Like my butt. <laughs> and, um, they went, and they were like, get out yeah. and leave the television. <laughs> and and they didn't have any more in stock with that one. So I really wanted that one. It was really nice. Good so price. So wait a minute, you didn't even get the same one? No, I did. I had to then drive from Farnborough to Guildford and go there because it said they had stock in Guildford. So I drove to Guildford. It's and then I went noise. in the store. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then I went, look, I've got this. Um, it's got a crack in it. Uh, can I exchange it? Uh, you've got three or four in your store. And they went, mm, let's just have a look for you, sir. Do, 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 do. Went and have a look. Um, sorry, no. It's like, what, do you, what do you mean? Why? Like, oh, well, we don't have any in stock. Like, you do. I just, they checked at the other store. You've got them in stock. Oh, yeah. No, so we do. Um, no, we can't sell those. Like, what? Why? Well, if I, if I just left it there, like some people might have, would have been really bad. I can go, oh. Shit, okay. Oh, so, sorry. Sorry for and just sorry left. for being alive. Yeah. But I didn't. I questioned I was like, well, why can't you sell them? What's wrong with them? Well, if you've got Why? Did exactly. you kick off? Did you stamp your feet with I didn't you? kick Did you off. slap your the knees? The guy was quite timid. He was thick. serving me. No, not thick, just very no. timid and quite this is why I'm talking like this, because he was like this and he was like, very quiet and um well we're we the people you can push around, William. I don't do that. Oh, okay. Um Yeah, so they did have some in stock. Do you know what was wrong with them? Uh, they were naked. Had the wrong power cable. Oh. What, like European or...? Uh, no, just completely the wrong cable. Still a normal plug, but didn't have a kettle lead. It was a stupid prong end or something. Right. But I've need... got a prong end. <laughs> so and I was like, oh, but... And I explained this to him. I was like, I have the correct lead. cables oh. here because I've just brought them back. Oh, right, yeah, Could yeah. Could I just swap that? And he went, oh, yeah, no, I think we can do that. Let me go check. I'll ask a manager. Yeah. Okay, cool. Go on, get your manager. Anyway, after that long story, I got oh, home. It was really boring, William. Sorry. Um, I'll put some music behind it. That'll make oh. it exciting. <laughs> put some Skyrim music behind yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, the monitor, the monitor. Oh. Um, got home. Yep. Plug this one in. Cracking it works. It? Oh. It's lovely. That's a shame. So good. It's 144 hertz. It's an MSI uh, monitor. It's got free sync on it. 
Turns out my graphics card's not actually good enough to do FreeSync. Tell me what FreeSync is. It's not where you do the washing up. No, it's not. Um, this would involve me trying to explain what FreeSync is. I don't really know. It's, you know, V-Sync on, when you turn that on a computer. So to stop the screen tearing. So I'm not going to explain this very well. Your graphics card right. can render a whole load of frames per second. Right. Shoves them up to the monitor. Right. But it might shove too many up there. And so the monitor's Ooh, refresh I've rate... I've done that so many times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Innuendos <laughs> are too easy. Um, the monitor's refresh rate isn't fast enough to keep up with it, and so it'll like get caught between two. It'll render both of them, and you get a tear in the screen because oh. it has that one there and I this one it there. Was a crack. <sighs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, so it'll have a tear in the screen. So you turn on VSync, um, and then that cr- sort of cripples the graphics card a little bit and says. Right. Stop it. Yeah, it goes... Stop sending me so much information. Here's the limit. Push out at a nice, constant 60 frames per second. Stop jumping around with your different frames. My monitor can do 60 frames per second. Push 60 frames per second, please. Okay. And Just like a resistor. Well, yeah, and that so that's nice, and it works, until you get to a point where it can't push out a constant 60 frames per second. And so it goes, well, if I can't do 60, I'll just have to drop down to 45. Right. And so it goes, you'll be playing, and there'll be a big... Like... It will just drop to 45 straight away. Yeah, yeah. And then it will jump back up to 60. Right. Whereas if you don't have V-Sync on, then it um, you get all the amount of frames in between, however many you want, but you get screen tearing. So what's FreeSync? So FreeSync, I have no idea how it works. And but it doesn't it work with my graphics card. <laughs> but if I had a better graphics card, it you would. do it. And so the monitor does it then, and the monitor takes all of the frames, apparently, and does something to them. Magic. And it's magic, and you don't need to have V-Sync on your computer. The monitor sorts it all out for you and makes it all better. Oh. Don't know how it does it. So it's curved as well, isn't it? Oh, yeah, and it's a curved one. Yeah, I've but, never had a curved thing before. We were going to get a curved TV when we bought this one, yeah. but I was like, no, I like not flat. Really, yeah, there's not really any point. The monitor being curved is nice, just it... I don't know. It, you, when you're looking at it, it's just got a yeah. bit on the side. You, you don't have to turn your head as much. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the main thing is it's 144 hertz. Okay. So it can uh, it can accept, it can show 144 frames per second, like maximum. Okay. Which I thought would be good for games, of which I don't really play that much because I'm playing in VR mostly. Yeah. But it makes everything nicer. Yeah, you said you you were enjoying browsing the internet. I, which I, I thought browsed. Was really I was browsing. Oh. Um, and everything's super duper smooth. Oh. Like because you are getting more frames per second. Basically, yeah. if you're scrolling normally and you're seeing, uh, imagine if you're seeing 24 frames per second as you're scrolling oh. through the internet. Oh God. It'd be like you wouldn't really notice it until. You get a silly good monitor. And then you're like, this and is... It just goes, how could I ever go on eBay again? Exactly. Wow. Well, I was looking I'm forward to it. going to list everything at once. Yeah, list everything. Yeah, browse everything. I was looking forward to it for using Reaper and composing because then... Yeah, it makes sense that you When the thing's for... going across like that, it's super smooth and it just... It's just nicer. It just looks it's just nicer. The, that is basically it, yeah. <laughs> it, lo- it looks a bit better and now you can say all these numbers that you don't understand. The only 144 thing, free. The only sinks. thing I didn't understand was free sync. Okay. Everything else, yeah, it's, it's a monitor. It's curved. It looks nice. It's all right. And yeah. I think it's uh, 250 quid. Wow. Which, compared to all the others around that price point, this was way better than those. Okay, good. Deconstruction. Deconstruction. Of a song. <laughs> 
Of a game song, Of a game song, yes, because this podcast is about video game music. Is as it? As well as it is. I would like to make it kind of half and half. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. We've, I think we had a couple of episodes of... We talk a lot about VR. We yeah. did that on this episode. Yeah. But... Uh, we will always do it on the episodes. Yeah. As long as I'm part of this podcast, William, you can, <laughs> you can guarantee there will be some VR chat. Get out. I mean, I know it's this your house. This is my house. <laughs> this is my house, William. Fair enough. Yeah, but um, we thought we would deconstruct a tune so we wanted to go easy on ourselves basically <laughs> and everyone else <laughs> yeah um but we picked it's the well it's just called forest but the forest theme for some reason everyone thinks it's called lost woods well i think it's in the lost woods so that's so why people call it the lost woods yes so it's the um what the Lost Woods theme from <laughs> call it whatever you want it's not called this but it is called this <laughs> well, it is you'll find it if you actually if you search for the Lost Woods theme but it's from um, Zelda Link to the Past on the SNES on the SNES yeah and so was we... Link to the Past on anything else it was a SNES only just SNES I think okay yeah I know. so that we won't find any other versions of this song elsewhere like, um, you know like a Game Boy version or whatever no well, well it... I know there is a Lost Woods theme that is the Ocarina of Time one but we're yes. not doing that one no we're not not that one. We are not doing that one because all the time I spent looking at that song, not doing it, are we? You spent time looking no, at that song? No, I didn't. No? I didn't. Okay. I, the, the two minutes you were here when I said, Is it this one, William? And you went, No. It's not that one. I told, I sent you a document that had paragraphs and paragraphs of text explaining what we were doing and you didn't even read it. That's, That's okay. what you're telling me, Lloyd. Look how well it's going. It's fine. I know, it's fine. Well, we haven't started it nope. yet. <laughs> right, so. Um, yeah, I was going to deconstruct it. Also, in the show notes, I will put the um, I'll put the MIDI file of the song mm-hmm. um, for people, because if people have access to that, they can download that. It's really good that, again, going harking back to the community of people, mm. it's amazing that when there's like a game as classic as like anything, name a game that's classic, Final Fantasy, Zelda... I can't name any more. But, um, <laughs> Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. People online have replicated it to the max. So you can go online and find all the resources that you want. So yeah. so this has got a MIDI file. Which is awesome. Would that be... That wouldn't be how they composed it, though, would they? If they did it on a SNES, would they have done it... It'd be a tracker, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. With the option to load in samples. So, so on okay. the SNES. Cool. Look, well, we've definitely talked about this. If you want to learn yeah. more about this, listen to one of our episodes on the history of video game music, it episode one... 22. It was, I think it was 22. I know! Ah, it's SNES and Game Boy, because they're very similar. Well, they are the same. But the SNES was in mono, and the Game Boy was in stereo, and the Which SNES could use backwards. samples, and the Game Boy couldn't. I think that was the difference. Anyway, anyway, I will put the MIDI file in the show notes. I'll also put, um, I converted it into a guitar profile as well. Didn't and you say it did that automatically? Uh, well, I imported it into Guitar Pro yeah. and then did some little edits on it. Oh, cool. So because some stuff is like really high octave, yeah. I brought it down an octave and then put the little 8VA thing, which means play it up an octave. <laughs> oh, come on, now, yep. <laughs> What does that symbol mean, sir? <laughs> oh, God, I've got to go back to teaching on Wednesday as well. Yeah, I know. Teaching the kids, that'll be fun. Right. Come on! Just, just do it. You shut up! <laughs> That's, yeah, exactly how I teach. Nice. So I'll put the mini file, guitar profile, and then I'll just um, put a, a PDF of the guitar profile so anyone who's interested can see the notation Yeah. Um, and have a look and see how it's all working. Yeah, yeah. 
So what? Go on. Uh, How should we do this? Shall are we I listen ask... to it first? Yeah. Should let's listen... let's play it. Play it for the um for the listeners. We'll play it for everyone, mate. Play it for me as well. All right. Oh, you want me to play it on here? Yeah. I'd um... like to hear it. <laughs> right. I have listened to it. It's um it's like a minute long clip, but it's basically thirty seconds that loops, isn't it? Yeah. I picked this one because I wanted, like, I want this to become a feature, a section where we deconstruct oh, a piece of music. It's already a section. It now. is We've done sorted. It. Um, but I wanted to start easy, something that I could easily pick out the different parts, and it's not long, and we can actually analyse it a yeah. little bit. Um, how should we do this? Should I ask you? Because I have a sheet of questions, yeah, which I went through and answered some of them. Yeah. Shall I ask you the question and ask then me say the what I think afterwards? Yeah. Do it. Okay. Do it. Do it. Question one. What do you notice and what do you like or dislike about the track? I really like what I think about it. See, I don't know whether I'm going to cover other questions by this one Well, answer. you might do. If you do, I just won't ask those questions. Okay, so the thing I like about most of the Zelda music is it's really obviously Zelda music. Like, I think it's mm. really recognisable as it. And I think one of the things is the voice that they chose to use for that sort of flutey, the... Uh-huh. is really recognisably Zelda. And yeah. I don't know whether that just happens to be, like, the composer chose that and went, oh, I like that sound. That's the sound that I'm going to use for all of my songs. Or whether it was a conscious decision that he was like, no, it needs to be this, you know, wood instrument sound. It needs to, you know... I think it'd be conscious. Yeah. I think because they want, especially... In just that one game, they want everything to have the same style, don't yeah, they? Yeah, absolutely. So put the melody on the flute and do 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 and be all happy and uh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it does sound like Zelda, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that that would be the thing I liked from the melody was that flute sound. Uh, but I also like the the chord pattern is kind of like it's it's really happy, it's really major, and then it kind of go has, it's, it's got a, a slight slight melancholy bit, doesn't it? Where it kind of goes oh a little bit down, but don't worry, we're going to resolve it with this beautiful major harmony. Yeah, I wrote, um, I've got some information about the harmony. Um, actually, about the chords, what chords are used and stuff. So Go I've on. got, you want it now? Yeah. This involves me scrolling. Where's it gone? Ooh, um, get that thumb in action. So the, the chords start quite dissonant. Okay. That's what I found. Um, so it starts with an E major for the yep. first bar. But then I think the, the second chord is, um, it moves up a semitone. So you start with an E major chord, which has got E, G sharp, B. Okay. And then it moves the root note up a semitone to an F. F. Yeah, which is odd. Okay. Um, Why is that odd? Because in the key of E major, you would have an F sharp normally. Okay. So they started in E, E major, and they've gone, hey, here's a happy chord. Here's a happy chord. And they've gone, there's a bit of... <laughs> I love the That's hand what... movement you do with it, kind of a zhuzhing along. <laughs> That's how I think of it. Come on, get to... Get to... So they've gone, they've moved the root note up a semitone um, to get F, A, and B. Fab. Fab. But that gets you, if you're talking about the music theory-wise, that gets you a root note. Yeah. It gets you a major third. 
Mm. Which are root and third. Hey, happy. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then it gets you... You can see this is either a sharp four or a flat five. Okay. Either way, it's weird. It's yeah. the same note. It's still a B. But if it's... I'd, I'd probably call it a sharp four because it's that sort of slightly dissonant but questioning sound. Okay. That's okay. What, um, okay. So is that what the sharp four does? It gives it that sort of like... Yeah. And I think it's that... Maybe you are lost in these woods. <laughs> exactly. And that's exactly what I wrote. I think it's that combined um, Yeah, with the nice happy major chord at the beginning yeah. that sort of lets you know mm, everything's not all right. Yeah, yeah. You might think it's okay, but oh, you're wrong. Something's around the corner. Yeah. So that Are was my little... corners in woods? Uh, there's woody corners. Wooded. Wooded. Isn't it woody? But trees don't grow in squares. You could make them grow in a square. No, 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 no. The actual shape of them. Yeah. You could put some blocks around it and oh, force them to... that's a bit cruel, isn't it? A little bit. I don't know. Does a tree have feelings? Anyway, so I liked... <laughs> I liked uh, just the orchestration of it. I liked how well... So they've got... Um, so what are the constraints of the snares again? So we've got three voices, have we got, or have we got more than that? You've got six, I think. Six six voices, and the voices are... Well, you've got eight audio channels. In, separate instruments they can use. So yeah. it's six instruments, two samples. Is that correct? No, I think it's... Um, forget about the samples. Okay, I'll I think, forget about them. What uh, are we talking about? <laughs> I think you've got six different channels. Right. Plus, well, you've got eight channels. Yeah. Two of them normally used for <laughs> the sound effects. Yeah. And then the other six used for the music. Okay, so the two that they aren't using will be Link. Yeah. Yeah. And the sword noises yeah. and... All of all that, that stuff. Okay, cool. So I liked, with the constraints, I just liked how well orchestrated it was. Like, everything split across... If you were to play it on a piano, it's, like, covering a massive range of the piano. Okay. Everything's got lots of space, and it, it just sounds nice, doesn't it? Yeah. No percussion, <laughs> which is quite strange. No percussion, yeah. Um, I'm not sure how to analyse that. Like, if they <laughs> did... <laughs> how can we analyse the thing that isn't there? But, yeah, what well, the, 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 the decision to not put any percussion in it. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's because the rest of the game, you do have a lot of percussion. And then when you come... So... When you're in the Lost Woods. When you're in the Lost Woods, right, walking around and you're trying to find the Master Sword. And when you do find it, I was going to say, spoiler alert. <laughs> but I think people have had enough time to play it now. Yeah, I, th I think so. The 20 plus years. Mm. But when you do find it, it's like... Oh, what? Spoilers, William. Sorry. Carry on. Um, you find it. Holds it above his head as, as Link does. Da, 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 da. And then the wood becomes not lost. Like it's all shrouded and it's a weird colour. When you right. do find it, everything's bright green again. Oh. And so. Do they change the song? And then they change the music. I think it's just a standard overworld theme then, which has the drums coming back in. Yeah. So yeah. it gives quite a massive um, difference between the two, like walking around, getting a bit lost, not quite sure where you're going. You found it. Way! I've done per it. Percussion by its very nature is upbeat, isn't it? Because it's it's. <laughs> Beats literally, but do you know what I mean? Like percussion is so. If you if you go if you want uh, the dynamic uh, contrast of going from somewhere that's meant to be scary and ominous to then somewhere that's upbeat and and like well, hey exciting and yes yeah. that's a word drums drums are doing it aren't they? Are you on a horse? <laughs> But that's what it does. It's that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was doing a bit of a horsey thing then. Wasn't yeah, I? yeah, yeah. It was yeah. The, it was the movements that were scaring me. I'm sorry, yeah, I did. I was just questioning what you were doing to a pona. <laughs> she was. She's, but no. Um. So yeah, and also I think maybe the non percussion in it is because the the beats in the background are kind of doing it for you. You've got the. 
do you know what I mean? They're kind of, they're not paddy. They are staccato. They're giving they you are. a beat. And I also think I was going to mention that. So with the, you've got the chords, right? Yep. And the way it's written out, so if you do look at the guitar profile, you've got a section for chords. So it's, split, it's actually split into four different parts. So you've got the flute as the melody. Yep. You've got an octave lower, another melody um, on strings. It just matches it exactly, just an octave lower. Okay. Um, so so what, what, why would they do that? Presence? They're giving it more... It's yeah, giving it more just, beefiness. Yeah, otherwise you just have a quite tinny flute at the top. Okay. So it just gives it a bit of... Oomph. So is it strings? Yeah, as much just... as you can get on the... Does that count as harmonising? It doesn't if it's not changing the chords. You sort of are. You're harmonising in an in a octave, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, to me, I don't think an octave counts as a harmony, but... Well, I think if it's on a different instrument, it does. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, cool. I, think I just so. wanted to... I don't know, know. One of the technicals. Um... But yeah, so the, yeah, the melody is on two instruments octave apart. And then, so the chords would be three separate channels, but in the Guitar Pro thing, it shows them as just one because you've got your three notes in a chord, just show them on one instrument. Yeah. They're all the same instrument anyway. It's just on the, when it's composed on the snares, it would have to be three separate things. But what, so, oh, because you needed three different notes being played at once. Yeah, and so everything's monophonic. I think you can't have polyphony. I didn't know that. I'm pretty sure that's right. But the yeah. rhythm thing that you were just talking about. Yeah. I think, again, to emphasise this sort of everything's not all, it's not all good here. Yeah, yeah. Every bar starts with half a beat rest. Okay. So there's always this sort of lurching kind of... There's this weird... I think that's it. I think that's something that is throughout the whole Zelda soundtrack as well. Actually, that sort of like it's it yeah that rest at the beginning of a bar it kind, of, kind of gives of, you that like yeah jarring a little bit and it always keeps you on your toes rather than if you just had chords holding down or even if they were just going yeah that would be a bit more oh adventure exciting yeah yeah but with that little rest it goes no. <laughs> no, not not quite yet. Uh, uh, no, sir, no, not not today, Linky boy. You're going to have a, a a treacherous journey through these wooded areas, forest. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. I'm also going to include in the show notes the PDF with all the the questions written out. So if people want to analyse other songs, anything, yeah. they can look through these questions. And I think the PDF you can write on it as well. It's one with the proper forms and stuff in. Cool. So you can answer all those. Because one of the questions is um, about the form, song, and structure, and the different sections in the song. Are you so my ask answer, me it? Well, no, because my answer to that was, well, it's only 24 bars long, so it's not much form, is there? Well, I don't know. Is there not? What? I don't know. What so, is let me ask you the, <laughs> the different sections of the song. Okay. So, yeah, there's basically two, isn't there? Yeah. Not even that. No, I think you're right. There's no form. One sort of repeated, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, so that was my answer to that. But if you analyse another song using this PDF that I'll attach, you then will you see. Then you can answer that you question. You can answer that question. Like the, you could also answer the percussion section of the form. Yes, and it has a bit um, to write out. It gives you a grid of percussion. Yeah. So if anyone's used GarageBand on the iPad and you've used the drum mapping on there, you'll have a grid full of percussion. It goes across, like left to right. Yeah. And then you can pick which... Like the bass drum will be on the bottom, so you pick the square when you want the bass drum to play and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. It's like a piano roll, but yeah, and for it, yeah, drums. for a drum kit. Yeah, yeah. So it's got a diagram of that, so you can fill that out. Yeah. Have fun with it. Just yeah, listen just to some music. Crazy, hey. Put it on and go. Oh, there's a beat oh. there. Don't do the songs you like though. No. I don't like deconstructing music. I like because then you like really critical of it, and I then you're looking at it and you're it. like, oh, no. 
now I've now I've analysed this song and I, I can't listen to it again without thinking that they've done that bit wrong. Not wrong, but when we tried to do the band thing yeah. last year, yeah, yeah. Well, every time I listen to those songs now, all I can think is like, okay, so it's an F to that. The tempo of the track is about 135 BPM. Okay, I don't somewhere have much between to say drum about and that. bass and dubstep. Is it? Uh, dubstep's usually 120. Drum okay. and bass is usually 160. Oh, so, so there you go. go. I don't have much. We both. <laughs> Yeah, we are both nearly 30. <laughs> I don't so have much um, to say about that, apart from that is the tempo. That's you know? the tempo. But, you know, no, 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 i got something to say about it. Why don't you ask me, eh? You what? only asking me. You only oh. asked me one question. Sorry, the tempo yeah. is about 135. Right. Um, what do you think about that? Oh, there's not much to say about that. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's telling you that it's, it's ominous because... If you're really slow, it's sad, right? It's a ballad, isn't it? You know, you're going 80, 80 BPM, mm-hmm. you're talking... Dun, 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 dun. Drum and bass, you're talking 160, you're like... <laughs> Something's happening, you know, you're going... Ooh, 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 ooh. 135... Realize you're 30, shouldn't be listening to drum and bass, have a heart attack. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, that's you. I listen to drum and bass all the time, William. I didn't, I don't actually, I don't like drum and bass. Um... But you know, one thirty-five somewhere in between. It's it's giving you that sort of like, oh, ooh, 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 yeah, yeah. Did I explain that with just noises well enough? Yeah, I think so. I got it. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's fine. It's it's not action packed. Yeah. But there will be some action. Yeah. You'll probably be okay. Probably. Not going to die of a heart attack. Yet. Yet. With all that <laughs> cholesterol you eat, Link. What does he eat? What do you think Link's diet is? Mushrooms. <laughs> That's Mario's diet. Oh, and Link. So you go, oh, maybe this is just on the Game Boy one, but you go and find the magic mushroom in the lost... It's this... always magic, isn't it? It is. You've got to go find it, and there's a raccoon in there, and I think you've got to give the mushroom to the raccoon, and right. it stops him from being a raccoon and turns him back into the person he's meant to be. Or or you have to actually go, I think, go to the witch with the mushroom. She makes it into a powder or something and then you sprinkle the powder on the At raccoon. no point Link has digested any mushrooms. He what? picked it up. Maybe he didn't eat it then. So okay. yeah, he I think... He just licks mushroom residue <laughs> off of his fingers, does he? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't... There's a lot of chickens about. Maybe he eats those. No, they get too angry. Man, he's I never think, managed I think to it's get too, one, has he? It's too risky for Link to eat chickens. What does he eat? I don't grass. know. He cuts grass. Grass. He's just, he's just a cow, essentially. <laughs> um. All right. I've got a question here. Go on. I'm um, ready for it. I'll answer it with words and not sounds this time. Are there are there any uh, elements of of the music? Is there anything that... Oh, no, this is sort of the same question I had before. Anything that stood out, basically. That was the same question as before. <laughs> I just have a different point on it. <laughs> oh, no, I said I was going to use words. Um, yeah, no, as I said, I think it's it's really distinctively Zelda music. Uh, and the flute stands out. Well, my point, yeah. Well, my point was about the flute. I realise this is sort of the same question as before. Yeah. But I had the flute. So right when the song starts, yeah. it has the little quick, like, semi-quavers on the flute. It has a really little... Bleep, bleep, bleep. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Then it does that twice before the melody starts. Okay. So Does it ever do that again in the song? Is that yeah, part of it's the repeat? A loop. It's a 24-bar loop. It does it oh, every so time. So it does... It, oh, it is literally a loop. It's yeah. not... Okay, cool. Yeah. So I don't... They didn't have the tech to say well just play it on the first time yeah, yeah. and then stop it yeah which i think if yeah had a bit more tech you would have just stopped it but it's quite a nice intro it's sort of you've got the chords you've got four bars of the weird dissonant happy chord dissonant chord yeah but in between that you've got a little bling, okay a little noise and i think 
that stood out for me because it's a nice little just to get your attention um right i think there was only one last question which again you've already sort of answered it was what are the sonic colors of the mix is it dark Ooh, bright hello. dirty sonic colors. muddy yeah Ooh. the sonic colors so so is it, this synesthesia um well not you're not thinking actual colors unless you have synesthesia and then you are thinking actual colors yeah you're thinking the sonic what is the sound of it is it bright and chirpy or is it like everything's deep and bushy and it's all like <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just, uh, yeah. Uh, the annoying thing is, it's already got a colour assigned to it because it's a wood-based song, so it's green. You're thinking of the the, the synesthesia again, though. Like, yeah. not, you don't have to think of an actual colour. I mean, like, how do you describe it? The the tombra. Okay. Well, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's just, it's it's basically the same question again, isn't it? Because it's it's melancholic. It's it's. Well, I had. Two bits on that, I think. I think you've got the flute, for me, which sort of symbolises Link, because it's quite fast and... And all over the place with a little sword and running about, killing things. Yeah. Um, but then you've got the chords, which are a lot lower down, and the bass especially. So the bass on the song mostly lasts for two beats. And it just does that. It goes boom, boom. It just does, like, two beats on that. Yeah. Or it does three beats and then one. But and you're saying way, that's representing the forest itself. Exactly. How oh, did you know? Because I'm bloody yeah. clever. So I, for <laughs> me, I, we could be looking into this way too much. No. How but, are you meant to analyse a song without <laughs> looking into it way too much? That's what you have to do. Yeah. But that's how I see it. I see it as like, you've got the chords, uh, sort of the danger. The bass is the forest itself mm -hmm. of going, it's big and encompassing and slow. And then you've got the flute at the top, which is mirrored by the thing that's an octave lower. And that's um, Link. And that's Link going around the forest. Going, the forest. Ah, ah, take that, you yeah. blade of grass. Exactly. Your pots, your chickens. Where's the master sword? I need to save a princess. And that is my analysis of the track. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> and I like, I like that little... I like the, the last little bit of you saying... That's the only bit I like. But I like the last little <laughs> bit of you saying that... Each in, each instrument has its individual personality, yeah. and that's but that's a good way of thinking when you compose things, isn't it? I think so. Something that I haven't really done. Personify the instruments. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. I guess that is it. A pick like um, what was I reading? I've got a big book on the uh, Lord of the Rings music. Yeah. And the thing with Lord of the Rings because it's a massive epic. Howard Shaw picked out. He made themes for everyone or every place. Yeah. And then. Each thing, each theme had different instruments representing different things. So you could have, when you're in Hobbiton, you have the little like piccolo thing yeah. doing the melody on that. But when they move out to Bree or whatever it is, when they're in there, it might still have the same kind of theme. It'll be mixed with another one, but that the main theme that was on top is not played on a nice little happy um, instrument anymore. It'll be the same notes, but played on a different instrument. I thought you were going to say the opposite. I thought you meant the instrument represented the thing. So when the hobbits, like they're represented by the piccolo. And well, then, they are. But then when they when they as meet, well as the theme. When they meet like orcs, the orcs are like a cello. So then yes, but I th it's that plus the theme. So you've got all these things coming together at once. But yeah, so thinking in that way, he writes themes for people. He writes themes for areas. And he also thinks about the instrument specific to the people or the area. Yeah. And then if they clash or if they go into a different area, he might change the theme a little bit, but he might change the instrumentation quite a lot. 
but you've still got the same familiar kind of, oh, okay, so the Hobbits are somewhere else now. I kind of recognise the tune, yeah. but everything sounds a bit more scary because there's deeper instruments or whatever. It's funny because it, it's it's like you hear that and you're like, that's really clever of him to do that. That's really clever. But in a way, that's a really helpful writing tool for the composer. Yeah. That actually makes it a little bit easier for him. I think so. it gives him limitations almost. He's gone, well, this is for them, so it must be happy yeah. and chirpy. And Yeah, yeah. And then you can and then you can go, oh, I'll break that limitation for this exactly. one moment and I'll twist it for this one moment. And... It's how I like to think of a lot of things is I like to have systems. Yeah. Like, here's the framework. Yeah. Go and do that. And, and then, then mess about with it a bit. Fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's good. How was Hans Zimmer? Oh, the show I went to. Yeah, we haven't talked about you went to go see a composer man. Well, he wasn't there. Oh, bloody layabout. No. <laughs> he was on a big video screen with a pre-recorded video. Oh. In but that came on throughout lots of bits. So he actually explained all the different tracks uh, that he was the the orchestra and stuff were playing. Has he got a comical German accent? Yes. Brilliant. Yeah. Cool. Um but you would have people on there like Ron Howard uh was on the video as well so he'd be chatting to him and it's sort of like a little personal interview and they're having a chat on the couch and making okay. jokes and talking to the audience at the same time yeah yeah um, and then, at, the, at the audience at the audience yeah. yeah and then they played all his all his music and it was really good but there was some stuff that was I think specific like they hadn't performed that live or that version live before okay. so they played it for so them so they were rubbish <laughs> they were really good but the one that got was me was it London Philharmonica? Philharmonic Orchestra? no it wasn't it was it oh it might have been somewhere German one. It was oh, okay. it was the same orchestra every time, I think. Yeah, yeah, well, and they, they travelled with it. Yeah, I think. Could be wrong. I'm pretty sure that's it. But the one that got me was the Lion King track. Okay. So they played Lion King, and it was the one where um, Simba's father, whatever his name is, Mufasa? Father. Father. Yeah. Father! Um, <laughs> I knew exactly what that was from. <laughs> that was System of a Down, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was the way you looked up at the sky instead of... <laughs> um, the Lion King one. Yeah. That's what got me, like, just shiver. Like, uh, do you get that from music when you get... Dual... Yeah, goosebumps. Yeah, tingling yeah, of course. stuff. Yeah, we would, I wouldn't be doing a podcast about music if I didn't feel well, that way it. happens very rarely for me. Like, it has to be a really emotional piece yeah. or something or something that I've attached emotion to but that one I had and it was the fact that before that I think he said he wrote it with the While memory of like lion. <laughs> with the memory of his dead father like uh. when his father was dying so he wrote this track kind of all with that emotion in it and then they played all the stuff and yeah and, and then was there just video of him crying on the, <laughs> up no. on the screen my father <laughs> but, was so nice but there he was the security when was, I was younger <laughs> there was the security lady <laughs> And then when it was the um, half-time... Half-time? That's football. What do you get in a... <laughs> when it was the intermission... Yeah, yeah, that's um, the password for it. She came up to me and the other two guys I was with. She was like, I was watching you guys. You were completely in the moment. And there's me going, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Like, yeah, I was in the moment. And now, for the second half, I know you're watching me. So I can't enjoy it now. So what woman came up to you? Said she, she was, was security. So Security she, was so we watching were right, you. We were right by a gate. Right. Like, that separates half of the thing. Right. Um, half of the stadium. Stadium, not stadium. What do you, I don't know. Theatre. Mm, it was the arena. O2 arena. arena. Oh, that's what it was. Well, it's not O2 anymore, is it? Something else. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, we're at the Wembley Arena. Yeah. Um, not a stadium. Yeah. And so there's like halfway along, there's a gate, um, big fence, and she was in charge of letting the important people through, like our security through that gate, but normal people weren't allowed through there. Oh. So normal. Normal us. Um. But she was also paid to watch you cry. 
a little bit, yeah. But then I knew now she's watching, so I couldn't enjoy the second half as much because I was very <laughs> conscious of, well, she's going to turn around at some point, oh, see how much we're enjoying her. It. Yeah, watching her and watching me. Oh, it was a very sexual evening for you, wasn't it? Mm, no, but it was good. Yeah? Yeah, very enjoyable. Okay, cool. And do, having do you know a live when... orchestra, I think, in front of you, you just get blasted with... Them. Yeah, you get that thing that you... I don't know, you do get it from recorded music, but it's the timbre of everything, isn't it? And you can feel, you can proper feel the music. And also, like, uh, this might be silly, but mistakes can be made, and I like hearing those mistakes. Yeah. And the fact they had people on stage who were, they had this one guy playing some weird wind instrument thing for the Lion King, and he was like, happy and jolly and whoa, making jokes on the stage and running about. And everyone was like, oh, look at him. Oh, he's crazy. Yeah. But he brought like something. He brought some. Was he doing that during the sad song as well? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, yeah. Do you know this is a well random question? Philharmonic. What does that mean? No idea. Okay. Next. Um, Google it now. Philharmonic. uh, Devoted to music. Was it like Latin for that? Um, I don't know. It's just that's what philharmonic means. It's an adjective. It means devoted to music. Devoted to music. Yep. Huh. Chiefly used in the names of orchestras. How could an orchestra not be devoted to music? I don't know. They slack off quite a bit. Forget <laughs> like to restring the violin. I don't know. <laughs> no, not I philharmonic enough, mate, are you? Casual about music, really, me. Yeah. I've only practised for, you know, 30, 40 years. Uh, yeah. Not me. The people who in the... No, yeah. I'm not that old. No. No. You yet. are. Nope. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we Hans Zimmer was good. Hans Zimmer was very good. Cool. Thanks for listening. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it, William? I had a nice time. Nice? We, I had I had a wonderful time. Thanks. Thank you for letting me come round your house. That's and fine. Thanks and for facilitating uh, my madness, yep. uh, this, this podcast, yep. uh, and uh, everything else that goes with that. If you want to support the podcast... If you might not want to, but if you do, then we got a Patreon. It's set up. It's got different tiers on there. Yeah, but yep. I think I think the easier, better way for them to, to support us. Yes. Just go on iTunes and say this podcast is bloody all right, and I give it five stars out of ten. So, <laughs> no, I think I think the system's out of five. I so, think it is. So five stars would be tops. Mate. As they say, rate and review. Yeah, or. If you don't even want to do that, because I've said that to people, and they've been like, mate, don't use iTunes yet. Oh, no, I don't either. Mate, like, what are you, like, do you know what I mean? I'm not a shill. I, I don't I don't use that iTunes. If I they use don't, all the other stuff. Yeah, which you don't have ratings and reviews on. No, really. who rates and reviews things? Yeah. Responsible humans. I'm not one of them. I listen to your shit podcast. <laughs> the way I'm going to support you is uh, say hello and well they can say hello yeah. on twitter because on twitter we have a twitter account is it composer at composercast at composercast yeah it's very simple yeah it's got They've a got picture no of both excuse. our faces on there so they know exactly who we are and what we look like yeah they don't need to know what we look like if no, anything they i sure they didn't know what we look like <laughs> but you can tweet us you can ask us questions and dm us and um Or you can say that my impression of Chavs is shit. You know what? To that guy, right? Yeah, me, right? If you if you think that, yeah, I know, agree with you. (laughs) And there we go. Um, Do we have to do shout-outs? No, no, got any new ones? Well, we could we could do we could repeat the shout-outs. 
Yeah, I didn't know how how does that work. So if people are supporters on Patreon, do they get a shout out every episode? Do they just get a shout out if they're a new listener? Well, how? at the moment, there's only three, so we could do those people. Well, there's no, there's three. Okay, three. Uh, uh, there is a there is a silent. Um, there's a silent helper, but. Um, you know, if those numbers get like a hundred, then we're not doing the same people every week. No, that's a good point. Okay, but uh, but so the people who are supporting. Cheers, us. Tom James. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Sorry, I'll start that again. Cheers, Tom James and uh, Chloe. Cheers, mate. Cheers, yeah. Cheers, all the, all you three, yeah. Thanks, mate. There we go. There you go. And if you want that, go on our Patreon. Oh, I wanted to um, be uh, very self-indulgent. Sure, I was going to say I'm on Spotify now. And where is that found? On Spotify. <laughs> Dot com? Yeah. No. I have a track on Spotify. Um, I just got one. I wanted to try out and see how easy it is to put stuff up there. So if I, you think, just... I think we should talk about your experience with that next week. Yeah? Yeah. Sure. Uh, I'm going to put a link to, yeah? the, to the track yeah? in the show notes. Yeah. Cool. Because I can. But I reckon say a bit now as well. All where right. are they going? Uh, well, they're going to Spotify and search for Will Helliwell, and I've got one track on there. It counts as an EP, apparently. Nice. Yeah, and it's called Beautiful Dreamer, and it's an orchestral version of a, I think it's a Stephen Foster um, tune from the 1860s. Wow. There People were called Stephen Foster back in the 1860s. Stephen C. Foster, I think he is. Huh. And check it out. Wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm holding the microphone, it's making some wobbly sounds. The uh, <coughs> the inside of your knee is called the uh, pop... Uh, <clears throat> the inside of your knee is called the popliteal fossa, sometimes referred to as the knee pit, or... Here's a word oh, I've never knee heard. pit is disgusting. Yeah, or hoff. The hoff. Which is spelt like cough, except with an H. Oh. So it could be how, but I'm guessing it's hoff. I'm guessing it's hoff. It doesn't say... I'm going to call them knee pits from now on. It's a shallow depression located at the back of the knee joint. I'm going to call it the popliteal fossa and okay. be an absolute prick. There's some information for you listeners. Well, it could be if you decide to put this in, William, yeah, with all the microphone rustling and that. I'll make a decision. Make a split second decision. Already made it. Oh, <laughs> it's not going in, is it? <laughs>